If tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away An American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget The men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up Next to It is a Monday, September the 11th, 2023 no As tough as it is to believe For many of us 22 years Since the Brutal Islamist terrorist attacks. September the 11th, 2001, the World Trade Center. This, by the way, not the first attack on the World Trade Center. The Pentagon. United 93 crashed into the ground in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And the world was turned upside down and inside out. And many of us just had no idea where where we were going to head from that point. I've told you, I, I was sitting there with Heidi when I finally got off the air. I was gone for a day. Which was nothing when I think about it because there were men and women mobilized all over the country who were gone for weeks on end, months on end. They were told, you're going to ground zero. You're, you're, you're going to search for people. Really? Survivors? Are there survivors in there, God? I hope so. How do you deal with that? Let me tell you something. Somebody who is uh, uh, an, an amazing, incredible credit to Central Virginia's Carl Leonard. And most people know Carl now as the sheriff of Chesterfield County. Many remember him as a command officer with the Chesterfield County Police Department. Some may or may not know about uh, uh, Carl's service in the United States Coast Guard, retiring, if memory serves correctly, as a full bird captain. Uh, but he was also sent to ground zero. And uh, I, I wanted to hear his story. I, I know he shared it earlier today at the Virginia War Memorial. But, Carl, thank you so much for being here in the afternoon. Thank you for having me. And uh, that entrance song there has really got to me because uh, uh, we got to be proud to be Americans in this country. We do. And I think sometimes people forget it or they just, they just take it for granted, don't they? Uh, they do. And uh, if you think about it in this term, uh, all those young men and women who are eligible to join the U.S. military today weren't even born when 9-11 occurred. And they don't have that in their DNA, that, that patriotism that I think we, we saw right after that. And we saw, quite frankly, after the attacks on Pearl Harbor. That's right. That's right. And, you know, we have an entire generation, Carl, now that we think about it, men and women who went into the military or who went into law enforcement or firefighting or EMS, they've now done their 20 years and they've retired. Correct. It's, it's, it's Correct. a crazy thought. Uh, you were deployed there. And, and as I read your story and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you didn't even know you had been deployed until you you thought some of this was not a joke. But, you know, if it really were were a deployment, somebody would have told you to tell everybody what really happened for you. Well, at the time, I was with the Chesterfield Police Department uh, as a captain with them uh, the day of 9-11. Uh, but I also served in reserves. I was with a gunboat squadron out of Fort Eustis, Virginia. 
and a 150-person team down there that responds anywhere in the world to handle those uh, force protection issues we're faced with. And uh, the next morning, uh, Wednesday morning after the attack, I was going to Defense Supply Center in Chesterfield County to talk to their team about security measures at 5 o'clock in the morning. When I received a call from my best friend, who was also in the reserve unit from me, asking me if I was driving him to the unit or if he was driving me. And uh, I, I said, what are you talking about? And he said, we've been deployed. We're going to New York. I said, I'm the operations officer for the unit. I'm the third in command. I would know if we're being deployed. Don't mess with me. He said, no, I'm serious. We're being deployed. We've got to be there in an hour. I said, no, I, I know this isn't true because I would know. So I said, I'll call you right back. So I called the unit. And as soon as I called, the executive officer answered, and I said, XO, did you forget to call somebody last night? And he, he realized right away he forgot to call me. So, in fact, we were mobilized. Uh, I had a report to Fort Eustis in less than an hour, leave my job at the police department, leave my family for an undetermined amount of time, not knowing what we were going into. And our convoy um, first had to pass the Pentagon going up north. We had to see that with our convoy going up to New York City. But then... It was eerie, Jeff, because as we approached New York City, there was stillness over the city after the attack. It was very dark everywhere. It was late at night, but off in the distance is this glow, Uh, and it was the glow of Ground Zero still burning uh, the day after, and it lit up the skyline, and it was just an eerie feeling. Uh, For me, it was personal. My father was born and raised in New York City. I grew up as a child in New York City. Uh, and I spent time there growing up. So this was personal. To see this site uh, was just uh, heart-wrenching. And uh, and we set up operations, and by that night, we were on patrol in the Harlem River, patrolling New York City in Ground Zero. Oh my God. A day after it, Carl, it's still, I mean, it's an active scene in every sense of the word, a crime scene, a fire ground. It's, it, it's all there. Uh, people are, are hoping and praying that there's somebody left alive in that rubble, but did you guys have a sense that you weren't going to recover anybody? I, I think it was painfully obvious that this was a catastrophe of uh, something we've never seen before, and uh, we unfortunately recovered, and we, I say we, the entire team, not just you know the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard is there really in, in running the entire operation, because of the Posse Comitatus Act, which does not allow armed forces to be used for law enforcement inside the United States. So a lot of people don't understand the Coast Guard really ran a lot of this uh, operation in Ground Zero. Uh, the, the, the fever pitch of recovery efforts was remarkable. Uh, nonstop, 24 hours a day, people just trying to, to find whatever they can find, whoever they could save. In reality, Jeff, less than 300 people were recovered out of the over 3,000 who perished. Oh, and something happened. You you shared this, and and I don't know if folks are familiar with this situation. But as someone was recovered, I mean, th- th- these are not full bodies at this point. I mean, we're talking about tiny, but 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 every one of you would you stopped right. So it's amazing uh, to know if anybody's been in New York City, you know how loud of a city it is. And obviously at the search and rescue operations with the cranes and bulldozers and dump trucks, it's immensely loud at ground zero when these uh, rescue operations are going on. But every time they recovered anything, it could be a finger of a person, silence befelled the entire area. 
everything would come to a halt. Every car would stop. Every piece of equipment would stop. They would take whatever piece of, 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 of person they recovered, treat it with such reverence and respect. Uh, they would put it in a waiting ambulance or hearse for the procession down to the makeshift morgue that was there. And all along the route, everybody would salute uh, as this went by them to the morgue. And the silence was eerie in New York City to see when this happened. Uh, but they paid that much reverence to whatever they could recover. And as soon as the the piece got to the morgue, the workforce went back to recovery operations and the noise was back up. So it was it was quite a sight to see the honor that they paid to whatever they could recover. Joining us for a few moments is Carl Leonard. He is the uh, the sheriff of Chesterfield County. He was at Ground Zero uh, the next day, deployed by the United States Coast Guard. You know, Carl, people think, oh, it's 22 years ago. Whatever happened, happened. Boy, we're, we're all moving forward. But here's the reality of it. Uh, we had 410,000 first responders, cleanup crews, survivors who were all there uh, at Ground Zero who were, were dealing with toxins, all sorts of toxic chemicals, crushed concrete. The asbestos was, was I mean, it, it, it just was everywhere. Um, and, and, and these folks are now dealing with illnesses, including mesothelioma, uh, 20-some-odd years later. Are, are, are you concerned for yourself? Uh, I, I am. Uh, I will tell you that uh, we all worked in this smoke. The smolders, the burning went on for weeks uh, after the attack. Uh, we just had to do what we had to do. We were working this environment. Yes, there was smoke. We were inhaling it. Even as much as our meals, when we sit and have our meals there at Ground Zero, they would be covered a little bit in some of the soot that would land on it. But, you know, we had to do what we had to do. Uh, so there is this New York City uh, Twin Tower registry for people who worked at Ground Zero. Uh, I am part of it uh, because uh, anybody who inhaled it is at risk. And as you say, some of these things won't even surface for 20 years. Uh, I myself went through uh, a bout with cancer in 2009. Uh, I am covered by the World Trade Center Registry for my exposure when I was there. Luckily for me, I had surgery and was able to take care of me. But that's not the case for everybody, Jeff. And the fact of the matter is today, where 3,000 people were killed in the attack on September 11th, over 4,000 first responders have since died from their effects at working at Ground Zero. 43 New York City firefighters passed just this year from their exposure while working at Ground Zero. Carl, thank you for being here. God bless you, my friend. That is Carl Leonard. He is the uh, sheriff of Chesterfield County. He was at Ground Zero the day after these attacks, deployed by the Coast Guard. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of men and women were there uh, in one capacity or another, and 22 years later, they're dealing with all of the after effects. 545, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA.